Alright, welcome to special edition of the Casey Catch-Up. We've just done a little foil mission from uh, Sydney down to Wollongong. We've got Jezza, Josh, Kui, and Zane Westwood. <laughs> Zane Seaweed Westwood. Zane Seaweed Eden Westwood. El Natural. And um, we're gonna, we want to talk about a few Wollongong, things just, just while we're driving. Um, and just got the hazards on. Hazard fixes everything when you're driving with Zane. Yeah, hazards. <laughs> if you're in the wrong spot to swipe the hazards on, you're good to go. But yeah, pick up. We're um, we just want to take make the most of our time together, share it with all you frothy followers. Um, but yeah, basically today, Jezza, do you want to talk us through what we did today? Um, well, I guess it was started. I mean, there, there was two groups. James obviously went longer. You, Walked out your front door and uh, yeah, well, I came and met us at Bondi. Saved myself the fuel. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when you said you were like, oh, it'll take me 45 minutes to get to Bondi. I was like, mate, yeah, it's going to gonna take you an hour and a half to drive there. Just foil. But anyway, um, and then the rest of us started at um, North Bondi. Luckily, we had Perth and Zane um, drop off the car yeah, down big, at Yeah, big thanks to those boys. Yeah, yeah legends, though. Like, I like driving. Especially like Perth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. We'll was, get into that a bit later. Yeah. So that that was really good. And then um, we were. What, what about the conditions? Let's talk about that. So. Yeah. What we was forecasted? We yeah, were expecting twenty five. Yeah, it was like 23, 24. We were expecting the the dream run. Yeah. It was supposed to be like twelve knots by 10, 11 in the morning, and then just going up till this evening. But to be honest, I think pretty much majority of the run we we had. 10 to 15 knots. Yeah. Oh, they were, they, were, they were good parts. I think from like when we hit Wollongong, like Stanwell Park sort of area, it was a good 15 to 20, I reckon. Okay. But yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't what was forecast. It was under under forecast all, all day. 100%. And it was like, as expected, that run through the National Park was way lighter and also the bumps so it was, disappeared. It was well. offshore. Yeah. It was offshore at one so, point. It was like it was offshore. Yeah. We were so just to set the scene. So um, Sydney to Wollongong, basically, is a massive national park between the two. And from Bondi to um, the Shire, so Cronulla, there's a Botany Bay, which with heaps of current coming out of that and debris and stuff. That it. got really good when the current mm, was strong. Yeah, that's yeah. a good bit. Um, and, and the wind was that was funneling the wind through there. Yeah, but yeah, offshore. Offshore, yeah. <laughs> but there was like fetch because it was coming out of the bay. Um, and, and then basically after you get past the Shire, there's um, what do you reckon? Thirty k's. I looked it up. Yeah, on the map it's I looked, 25. it's twenty five. It's like yeah. a dead zone where yeah. I think the national park's closed at the moment too. So you you can't it's not make zone. that bit. Yeah, you have to you have if, to make that twenty five k's. Or there's you're the, and there's, fucked. there's literally about like two beaches you could actually come in on if you were yeah. like proper fucked. Yeah, but um. It's and they're 100 metre cliffs too, like this, so they're... Yeah, there's no yeah. coming in. There's no, no exit. It's a long, it's a long paddle. Um, but well, we did the right thing as we planned, we so we stopped it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that regrouped. was a really good idea. That was good. Yeah. Just before the dead zone, we regrouped and made Just a call. made sure that everyone was committed. Yeah, <laughs> like equipment checks as well, yeah. and yeah, just a bit of a laugh. Oh, we should mention center. before we get into that more, um, Perth joined us for the run. He dropped a car. Rest in peace, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so this is the golden rule. 
try the gear you're using before you do any run, let alone an 80k, 100k run. Um, Perth decided he's going to use a brand new board, a brand new foil, and um, he didn't make it past Bondi. So that's proof. Doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. The gear matters as well, like, yeah. and, being, and knowing the gear as well. I think what fucked him, I just got off the phone to him, was it was the mask position. He said that it was so far back that he just couldn't get it, get like, it going. Yeah, yeah, get it going. It's funny because that was my, it's my board, and I have my mask <clears throat> further back, where well, same as where he put it, and I'm running lift gear, mm. so it's less lift, but it feels fine. But also, he, he probably wouldn't ever know what went wrong because he hadn't tried the foil before, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he said he proned it, but I guess prone's very different to sub. Yeah, plus um, positioning too. Yeah, so. but yeah, unfortunately, he didn't get going. And yeah, but um, him. Poor, poor Perth. Yeah, but I, I got to use his towel at the end, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he's left the key out to go. So we can get our stuff. He's out of the pub now. He's probably having a great time. He's happy at the pub. Yeah. yeah. Happiest at the pub. But, um, <laughs> now, no, we, we jumped in the water at Bondi. So I don't know, what was your run from Longy to Bondi? Oh, yeah, Bondi? so Longy, I, I jumped off, like, off White Rock and had to get around Long Reef, like, Dontal sort of area. And as soon, the bumps were good on the Coleroy side. As soon as I got around the corner, I was like, oof. The heat of the day was, like, got me right away wearing a life jacket and fair bit of water and food <clears throat> I was like this is going to be a tough one if the wind doesn't pick up quick um, it was okay like I, I was un- majorly underfoiled like pumping too much and generally that's not what you want when you're doing a four five hour foil but um, made it work I feel like the bumps got pretty good as I got close to Bondi and then when we stopped and waited when I, when I stopped and waited for you guys to, to rock off Something changed. They look mm. and they looked good yeah. from the car park. It looked from the top yeah, when and we were getting ready. Like yeah. Really good. You I reckon it always on. it always does that up there. It always looks good. Yeah, but it's it's always really lined up at North Bondi. Yeah. I feel like all the bumps get can like <laughs> real pushed together, and I then there's good little troughs. I guess the and swell's got to wrap around, so it yeah. creates that clean cleanness yeah. effect. That's why I always reckon paddling up at North Bondi is the easiest. If you can't get up there, paddle back up to the point. Kind of yeah. similar to what you guys yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that little like sort of fifty to hundred meter zone where it's easy they to get up. up. But if you go yeah. beyond that, it like gets flat. Yeah, they yeah. spread out more and it's like more mounds. Mm. Yeah. Especially if you go behind the point. Yeah, is that, is that the same yeah. with Avalon? Yes. Yeah. Saying that, the bumps were pretty spread out at Bondi today. They were clean, but like they were, they weren't steep. Yeah, they were yeah. long, long yeah. and flat. Yeah. The other thing that we, I guess we all sort of found because at the start, but we all, we're all wearing sunnies, <laughs> polarised sunnies, so it was, a, it was a hot day. And like the glare and you got to protect your eyes and it's obviously a good thing to do. But I think we're, we're all wearing polarised. I fucking yeah. hated mine. As they soon as I got I, going, I took them off. I could, like, the 30 seconds. It made the bumps, <laughs> the bumps that we were on made them look way better. You know when you wear sunnies, the bumps always look better. Yeah. yeah. But like, I was... Like seeing through the bump, like I was next to you, Jez, and I kept touching down. I'm like, what the? Do I have seaweed or something? And and then I took the studies off, and all of a sudden I noticed the bumps were half the size they looked, <laughs> and that I was just like running into stuff with the sunnies on. Yeah, so, I had a tiny bit of mist on mine too, mm, and I reckon that's enough to yeah. just piss me off. Yeah, yeah. just a bit of um, bit of salt water. Yeah. 
So they only look good for the photo before going out, eh? My sonny's look fucked. Is that fucked. a conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're all wearing like, it's like goggle, yeah, goggle, yeah. Like, goggle versions. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, I'm not wishing to do any fashion Next time, servo sonny's might do the trick. Yeah, just no, no polarised. But I think better. we do need to look into that because, like, I mean, you guys mentioned it earlier. When you're going down, you're looking right. We're looking into the sunset yeah. for those that don't yeah. know. So you look straight into the sun. Yeah, yeah it is gnarly. I, I thought about putting them on at the end because the bumps are much better. Yeah. But I just I didn't I didn't pull the trigger because I was worried that I'd have the same problem. Mm. <laughs> Plus you got to clean them. You know, there's a bit of paperwork to, before you even get them on because they got the salt water all over. Yeah. So I knew I knew straight away from when we paddled up. <laughs> that it wasn't good. <laughs> like, literally, as soon as I paddled up, it actually took me a little bit to paddle up too. I was riding the 170 Hyper 2, and um, I was just pumping. Like, I never really got a second to glide. And I think Zane was behind me, and I was talking to him. We brought walkie-talkies. And I'm pretty much just talking to him, going, this is fucked. And we've, and, 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 and we've only yeah. done, like, 3Ks. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, it was... That's it. A bit of a, a mind game at the start. Yeah. There's a fair bit of cutting left to make Malabar as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that got a bit better, but um, the conditions at the start were far from easy. Yeah. And you guys yeah, now know how bad so, that run is too, because so. you've experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I thought it was good running the, the city run. The city run. It's shorter than but, I thought um, too. Yeah, what? it's quick. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying to you, Zane, I was like, that's it, that's our run. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's easy quick. Yeah, it's only like 5k. Yeah. It's nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. Two hours of driving, though. <laughs> 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 it's not good bang for your bark at all. Nah. Um, Today's good bang for your bark. Highway fully, driver, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. What, what gear was everyone riding? Jezza? <coughs> uh, uh, okay, so I was on the Axis, um, the R1099. I just wanted to make sure, like, I mean, as, as Josh mentioned before, um, if you're underfoiled, and you're just pumping, you're not going to like it. So I went the 1099 to get up easy as well, and the 360 tail, and an 820 mask. Actually, James, were you on the 750 yeah, today? Yeah, 750. So you're doing that all the time? Yeah, I've dialed it in now. I hate yeah, it when I started. Well, I'm used to the 820 prone, so I just I just use that. But, um, yeah. And then I had that access um, 8 foot 6, like really long board. And um, so you have the high names that we can that was pretty much thrown in the deep end. It, it, it's easier to get up, like it's definitely 100% really good for flat water. But in the waves, I don't know, like I mean, I think um, <laughs> we're taking photo selfies. It's really going um, in on board. Yeah, I don't know, in the waves, like I feel unstable and I'd like to know like more experienced riders because I'm definitely in the beginning of learning stage. 19 wide to me, I'm falling off. To the yeah, sides. Chatting about it at the end, I reckon. So the thing with these long, skinny boards that people probably don't factor in, they look at the volume and they think, oh, 120 liters, yeah, it's good to go. But the problem is, being only 19 wide, your your stance when you stand up is only covering like maybe two, three foot of the board. You know, so the volume underneath your feet actually isn't mm. enough to float you. Yeah. yeah. And I found that today, especially because I was, as I said, I was carrying a bunch of food and water and on, a, on my 95 litre board I felt like I was actually I was underwater at the start yeah. so I was essentially a sinker but 95 litres is a big volume for me but it wasn't when I was standing trying like ready to get going 
and that's something that's the same problem we all had we all had so we've got we're used to our body weights right but today we had two to three liters extra water food and then the life jacket and the life jacket phones walkie talkie so you probably can what do you reckon seven kilos and then and then the actual life jacket like wet is yeah it's 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 heavy i knew straight away when i paddled i was like whoa this is harder to paddle up but the good thing was at the end as you drank the water you just felt like superman and the other thing as well we sweated so much I think I lost about five kilos of water. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hot. The problem yeah. was, the bumps were so small at the start, we needed to be light. Yeah. The bumps were so good at the yeah. end, we needed to be heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We needed to like reverse it, reverse it somehow, but that's where a support boat comes in handy. But there's definitely never, when you're going on a long run, there's definitely never the perfect foil. Like today, yeah. I would have loved being on the 1050 to start off, to yeah. get up. And then at the end, when the bumps are good, as you mentioned, like you could probably jump on the 999 and go smashing down down the coast. Yeah, and yeah, not, it's not... good to just uh, have a foil that can do it all. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wish you want like a one that can good range. Hard, yeah, good range. That's yeah, it. range is yeah. the one for sure. But it's hard to predict it because we thought it was going to be 20 knots from the get go. Need like a. It wasn't. Tough. Need like a big wing with a tiny tail wing so you can get that range. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky and that's what I found when I did the 200. I started on a 1099 and I could have gone bigger and then by the end when the wind had fully kicked in, I could have been on an 899 like, mm. pretty easily but there was no way I was um, going to be using an 899 at the start. Similar to today, like I would have loved to be on a, like a 1099 would have been awesome but then at the end I would have been maxed. Well, everyone's different. Everyone's got different weights. So, like, yeah. the 1099 is better suited for me, but obviously it would have been way too much for you. Well, I, yeah, it just, I would have not had that top end I had. Yeah. Sort of, sort of middle end. I was using a prototype axis wing, and, uh, well, I was using freaking prototype everything. Uh, maybe, yeah, I can tell what the board is. It was a 610 by 18. I guess it's like a new Sonova Aviator. Um, yeah, the tail wing was a prototype, and, but I was using the 75 centimetre mast. And yeah, at the start, it was hard work. And as we got going, it was feeling good. I did a couple k's trying to go as quick as I could. And I did a I did a 159. Wow. I was pretty stoked to get under the two, like with like 70 k's in the legs. Mm. <laughs> that was sort of a different challenge. Cramped up a couple the, times. The end, the last section, you were bloody going turns. Yeah, that I was. Wild. Yeah, I was tuned I was in. Cramping up. <laughs> so to put it into perspective, 159. What's your fastest? 149. Okay, so you're really close there. Or does it get harder and exponentially harder yeah, when you get to the it's top? Just, it's just conditions. I feel like like you need a good like when you look into those fast cases. I've noticed Kane DeWilde's been posting his times, and he's averaging 159 on a run, which is like yeah, ridiculous. Insane. Wow. That's psycho. And you need obviously a foil that can do it. Can do it, but you also need conditions. Like even f- every kilometre is different, obviously. But like I find, if everyone knows that on a damn run, there's sections that are good and sections that are not good. But even within those good or bad sections, you'll get sets. And if you can hold on to one of those sets and like sort of milk it, you'll I'll get a fast K. But if I try to go fast when there's no sets, I'm just sort of like flogging a dead horse. You're just yeah. wasting all this energy. You're better off kind of. Um, 
I mean, it's timing as well. Timing, timing yeah. from the start of your cave. And then reading yeah. the ocean, like trying yeah. to find those good bumps, because it's not, it's, um, there is a bit of an art to, to find the good bumps, looking ahead and going across to it. Yeah, the peripherals. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at the beginning was the exact opposite. Any bump will do. Yeah. <laughs> any bump. Yeah. yeah. At any angle. It was interesting they were all chatting, Josh, at the start. You were saying that, um, you could like you couldn't get down like you felt like you, there were no troughs to sit in, and I sort of agree. But I, I was finding there was like the peaks that I was sitting on, so I was trying to sit up nice and high and glide hard left, like just riding the the ridge, I guess. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, was... that's the. I felt like whenever I got to the ridge, I'd be looking for a trough to get into, yeah. and there'd be like a south swell coming this way, an east swell coming that way. Yeah, there'd always just be like no proper troughed out sections it wasn't because obvious, it was yeah. just yeah there was just so many swells coming from different angles yeah, it was one maybe of those, refractions too yeah. like, it was one of those days where you kind of had to feel it because if you look too hard you actually you'd, you'd be gone by the you'd, time you got it you'd, you'd, you'd actually look your like you'd be looking for something that wasn't there yeah yeah whereas yeah. if you if you just sort of tapped into the feel of where the energy was in the bump and just sort of forgot about what you're looking at and just sort of more angled for like direction rather than a trough. I definitely noticed that, like, with, with a few decisions I made, I'd be like, oh, I made a shit decision, but then all of a sudden, my mask would rise up. I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah, something's yeah. pushing me along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and so, then that's when you, you got to, like, look for those little... Yeah. Little yeah, no, I was riding the 170 Hyper 2, um, a little 13-inch tail, uh, 75 masks, and then my Sonova 66. Um, yeah, I just I kind of wish I was on a bigger foil. I think that was my first big run. Uh, the, the, the biggest run I've done before this was 30Ks. And then today I did 70. And I just, next time, I definitely want to be overfoiled than doing like a intense pump. Yeah. I'd rather be kind of like, you know, gliding that little bit more on little wind bumps yeah. versus like hunting swells yep. and pumping in between. Yeah. So, yeah, the contrast to what Zan and I are doing today, we've done a couple longer ones now and we were trying to sort of test ourselves, I feel like. Yeah. Um, with, with what we're using, Zane. I was on a uh, high spec 120, <laughs> 75 mass, 72 Sultan from Amos, and then Kane. Uh, the wild marlin tail which is 13 fast as well yeah it's, good it's things fast. about that hey and it's it's quick and it's good and i do a bunch of shimming to it that makes it more efficient as well which i was going to actually take out for the run and i was like no nah, just back myself and um <clears throat> the pumping is like really it's not like heavy pumping you can like tap it really light so you can actually be very efficient i guess that's just from tuning it over time, but um, unlike Perth, Zane tried all this gear before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. what, like? What are you tuning? What are you, um, so what I put a doing? I put a degree base plate in the front of the bolts. Yeah. So it gives me more front foot pressure, and then I take out 0.25 of a degree less lift in the tail, so it makes it a flatter tail, so it's more efficient. It glides longer. And you so, reckon that sort of balances it out? Huh? Yeah, it does. Like today. I was gliding, I was just milking it as much as I could, every bump, like at the start especially. So that helped. But if I had a, if I took the shim out, I was like, 
nose shim, it would have been a lot more draggier. Back footed? Uh, more front footed. Front footed. Because <laughs> okay. I'm I'm chewing my board to like 50-50, but today my back foot, my back leg went earlier. Mm. Um, but yeah, especially it helped especially at the start because it was so light. So I was just literally trying to glide as long as I could, so I didn't have to pump. Mm. Save those legs. Yeah, that's it. I, I think that's the aim of doing long distance is just conserve energy. It's quite amazing um, your range on that 120. Like you, yeah, you like, can go so slow, so fast, and you can start and you can be efficient. Yeah, on it. That's yeah. That's. It's a good, good foil, foil. Yeah. it really is. When you tune into it, like you tune it all up and it's all good. It has it's a, it's a, it does everything. It it's really wild does. How, it's, it's wild all... the low range like the low end on it really. That's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand. And I reckon even you Zane, like um, until you went to WA and sort of tuned really tuned in the one twenty. Yeah. Like you probably weren't making the most of that um that low end. Nah, not at all. Nah, because I was on the one seventy. Yeah. I'd say like today. Five months ago, six months ago, I would have been riding the 170. And I guess the board design has a massive thing to do with it. Yeah, like, sure. uh, the 7 to 19 wide, as a light, I can paddle up, essentially paddle up a small foil. From, like, yeah, I was, I, I was riding a 170 with a 6 2 board, and then now I can comfortably ride the 120 with a 7 2. Yeah, any downsides you reckon going longer? Um, <clears throat> paddling up, you're not as agile, you know, when you paddle. It's just like a long board, so you can't, it doesn't pivot as much. So say if you do over correct or like lean too far to one side, it will just keep going that way. Yeah. You know, so you'll like trip over it. But with a small board, you can kind of like get out of that. Yeah, you but I mean? but you like, don't have the pat. Like I feel like yeah, yeah. I kind of agree. Like with a little board, if you got that good bump and it, but it shifts on you, you can kind yeah, of pivot and get to it. That's it. Whereas the yeah. long board, you don't need a good bump. But if you try to pivot and get to it get to the good bump yeah, you, <laughs> you trip over it yeah, that's the, it yeah, yeah. the length and the width I guess to sort of trip yeah. over it yeah. I think it's a longer rail that makes it not want to pivot obviously mm. um, but yeah that's that's not much of a downside like you can paddle, paddle up way smaller bumps than you think um, yeah maybe talk to Jezza now about the 8.6 because that's obviously the extreme mm. um, yeah I think there's definitely got to be a middle ground like from my experience like mm. I, I'm definitely at the extreme. And you've only just jumped on it, yeah? Like yeah, that was my runs. first session. But in all honesty, when I was going straight and the bumps were good at the end, um, the length's not an issue. Like, nah. it, it was fine. It turned pretty good. Um, for me, it was the... I'm not getting the, the efficiency and the speed of the paddle up because I'm not balanced. So if I was better balanced, I'd be able to put more power into my stroke. Mm-hmm. So I, I've sort of gained in speed by being narrower, but I've lost in power. So overall, it's debatable how much better it is mm. to get up. Yeah. If that, that, that's my experience. I feel yeah, like the more you get comfortable with the board, though, the more yeah. power you get. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, that's kind time. of the, that, what you just described as it was exactly the reason that with Marcus and I, we, we brought out the pro and the elite. And the pro was that that... Um, at the time anyway amazing how things age but like at the time the pro was the that middle ground of a little bit longer a little bit skinnier but not so skinny that you don't have power whereas the elite was um, skinnier again so that you wouldn't um, basically have the two options so you progress to the elite after 
putting your time in on the probe because it's got that more it's the extra width so you're more balanced you put the power down but what what I've found is there's like anything over you want to go as narrow as you can while you still got power mm. and it's hard to know what that is for everyone because everyone's different but as you go wider there's a tax on speed as you go narrower there's a tax on balance so it's it's full compromise it's tricky did you find the tail touches no nah, i didn't touch the tail and i didn't touch the front um somebody tested the eight footer the other day they said they touched the the nose i mean this was not an issue that i had so mm. um first thing i noticed when i rode your yeah i was too salt I was like, oh, I, was touching, touch I was touching the tail a bit today because it was going so slow. Yeah, I, I was when touching I'm, the tail today on a 610. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But when you like, when the wing's at its optimal speed, it, does, you don't, it doesn't even have a touch. Yeah, yeah. But something that was like clear as day was that when you got these super long boards, you touch down, you're not going to drag and nah. like have a suction cup. Like I was popping up, like mm. no issues. Like I never um, really like touched down and then fell off today like that that, that how, never how is it because I popped the, back up the long skinny boards when you touch down it's like because the board's so skinny you hardly notice it yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, yeah. sometimes I'll tactically touch down to stall myself on top of the bump and then shoot down it oh. like you can glance and you're on a different level mate you should have seen him in WA he was touching down getting rid of weed and then paddling up all in like a two or three second motion. It was, as you said, Jeff, another level. Tapping in. But something that like we should talk about, and I'm surrounded here by guys that are, do this a lot and are super experienced. Kui, you said you're on a wing that's too small, right, for pumping. But people got to realise that you can paddle up these wings now, and you can drop down at heaps of sizes to the point where. It's not the wing for the conditions, yeah. but you can get up. Mm. So yeah. learners yeah. like myself, we're at the point where the wing that we would use in the bumps is the wing that we can get up because yeah. we're going at that speed. But you guys have gone past that, so it probably gets more complicated to pick what you're going to ride. It just like I feel like you're really going to feel the extremities when you're on such a long run like that. Like you can get away with that stuff if you're only doing a 10k run. Yeah. Like today, like we got to Maruba like in what twenty minutes. Like mm. it was bearable, but like I was like that was shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That but like worth it, yeah. you can start feeling that after say thirty k's, and you're like, Fully. fuck, my legs are starting to so, get sore. Exaggerated. You know? It's so exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. This Which is thing, good. You yeah. learn so much stuff yeah. on these runs, I reckon. And that, that's what I like. Every downwind run, I try to match my fall to the speed of the bumps as best I can because, yeah, while I can do a ten k run on a fall that's too small. It sucks. It's like you're doing a flat water foil. Like mm. it's it's like there's no there's or little assistance from the bumps or the wind. It's like it's a waste of a car drop basically. Yeah. yeah. I reckon you learn more having your foil like right foil for the right conditions than being too underfoil because mm. you're just pumping the whole time. Yeah. Okay? And I guess um, there's I think there's a few like sort of you know there's you, you can be in the zone of like slightly under or slightly over, but I think today all of us were. Like, just at the point that if we were any less, like if we were more underfoiled, we probably weren't going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. Except for Jezza, I think. Was that, was that 
Fair. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, so my theory is always a little bit different with these runs because I know my ability, so I just upsize. It's kind of like when I go to Macca's, I get it upsized. <laughs> <laughs> Big man. Big man. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just go. When's your YouTube coming out? Get the pounder. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get the pounder? The triple, quadruple. Ah, the double quarter pounder. More me. Don't punch this one. But yeah, pretty much. Like, so yeah. I mean, I know. Look, I've had heaps of disasters. So I always played on the safe side, and that's. It's good to be conservative. Yeah, and and, in all honesty, tonight. Yeah. (laughs) If I went on the 999 today, I probably wouldn't have got up. Well, maybe I would have, I don't know. But would have been harder. Like, yeah. I know, Zane, you would have got up on the 90 today. <coughs> Perth, you, and, um, Ku, you could have done the 140, and James, I don't know what, what prototypes you're using, but, better than what I like, you could have got up on a 799. Yeah. But they all would have sucked. Yeah, no, it would have be, been horrible. Yeah. you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. With what you want to ride. You don't want to let your... Uh, Ego, ego game. Yeah, ego yeah. Game in the it's way. the battle of like, the ego and the soul. It. it is, it really is. Especially yeah. when you go in a group like this and you get kind of swayed by what yeah. other people are riding, yeah. you but you don't realise that, like, you know, these guys are way better than it's us. You've got to be so. true to yourself and what you're feeling. Well, it's also, like, there's a, there's a weight factor too. Like, mm. Jez have been... What are you at the moment, mate? 120. No. <laughs> 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 hey, we did have a lot of pizza then. Oh, maybe after the Big Mac, we stop. But I did lose about seven kilos of water, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm 97 now. I've put some weight on. I haven't yeah. been foiling enough. Dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, hey, getting close to 40 too, you know? Yeah. I'm the old, um, I'm like the Labrador of the group here. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just following you boys, eh? Hey? <laughs> No, I'm just puffing and my no, tongue yeah. sticking out of my mouth, yeah, like yeah, behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hard, dude. Yeah, you're know, 80 <laughs> k down with it. I think you're alone. Looking mad, mad yeah. dog. Like, can we talk about Zane's walkie-talkies and how? Yeah, like, it's about yeah. how what? we want them to work. Well, we're just saying we want to be safe and <laughs> we want oh, yeah. to, like, so, you know. This is the second run we brought walkie-talkies, and they just come a nuisance. Yeah, mine is, they're good at the start. They're good at the start. But one, when you get a bit of water on them, the water gets on top of the speaker and it just sounds shit. You can't hear anyone. But um, I don't know. I think the range on the, those ones we had today weren't that long. Like my other ones. Well, Cooley get, was about 30 k's out to sea. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The range mustn't be far because the other ones were like 20 k range. I feel which like, is we like plenty. We should mention that we've got um, waterproof walkie-talkies. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. So they. Yeah. You can dunk um, them, what, one metre for a mil or something? Apparently. And the first one's got wet, and you blew up at me. You're like, oh, you stuffed my walkie-talkie up. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I was like, oh, I just stopped working. And then your, was, your one went as well. The after first two. one, I was just going, Jezza, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the Labrador's <laughs> buddy. Shoot through the buddy walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> She's biting the batteries. Um, but, yeah, I think phones are safer, really. I, the phones phone worked up. best, like even yeah, to get hold of you, Josh, today, I just called Josh, he had his speaker on, couldn't really hear you, but the fact that he picks up is always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's really the main thing, you just want to make sure that, one, they're still going, and two, if they're in trouble, they're going to text. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like Jezza made a good point, like, I think you called him, mm. and he just didn't pick up, but he said if you called twice, he would have come down to pick up. Yeah. 
which yeah. I think is a really good kind good of rule. we should yeah. say that yeah, that's great. That's yeah great. I thought that was good right yeah. and then three calls is like something's wrong mayday yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> get to be pocket dollar well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. the thing is like for you guys you guys can come down and get back up super easy so maybe you do answer on the first call but I know that well, for I usually, me yeah. all the struggle as, as you get as you get do it more like Zane and I always chat on the phone not always but we chat on the phone like up on foil yeah that's yeah, sick that's what yeah. we're doing today like, yeah. you called yeah. me and it probably took me 10 seconds to get it out and then yeah. Siri is a good thing though. Yeah, tell I, Siri yeah. To call someone, yeah, I just you know? yeah, I just said, "Hey Siri, call that." Um, and it. But yeah, we it. well that, that was good because we were like, "Oh, you're like, how are you feeling?" And I was like, "Oh, I can go easy another half an hour before I can come down." And then I just set an alarm on my phone for half an hour. Did you? Yeah. Well, then, I thought, "Oh, hey Siri, set one for half an hour." Yeah. And then See. you called me like a minute before. Yeah, I was, so, I was ready, man. So on the clock. it worked. So you did. I don't know. You set times. And then we came down, but well, I, we actually I was I went really far in, so then I had to cut way far out to sort of find Zane, and then um and then I could see him, and then we're gonna we'll keep going, and then I just sort of, I mean, it is definitely harder foiling with your phone in your hand because you, cause you like can't driving. paddle. It's like texting and driving. Yeah, it's, it's not. Thing. Yeah. But do you want to tell us what sort of housings you had? Because I mean, uh, like, yeah, you at, had it accessible, yeah. Yeah, uh, I had it attached to my like in my Vicobi life jacket, like the zip. And then like a lanyard on it, yes, and then it's just this this case called the Catalyst case, and it's they're great. Yeah, they're good. They're, like the touchscreen works really good. I can um, I don't know. They're good, huh, Zane? Yeah, they're fully waterproof. They it, like when you talk to Siri, it picks up. Mm. I don't know what it's like talking to you guys. Does it sound like I'm in a in a bucket, or does it sound pretty clear? It was okay. Yeah, when it's, I was it's, chatting, it's yeah. good enough. Yeah, it's it's not like if I'm on land and I'm chatting to someone, they're like, are you like? Yeah, in a freaking glass box or something. Yeah, that's like, it. Mm, yeah, but, but on water you sort of expect that. Like we were chatting and it was fine. Like and he, everything you said. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Josh, on the other hand, I couldn't hear what you were saying. Yeah, but I had my chains blaring and like. Yeah. What? Ah, what but I could hear what you were saying. Like you were like, oh yeah, like I'm near the tanker. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can see the tanker. <laughs> and then I don't know if you heard that. No, but I didn't. Then, um, yeah, yeah. What I said Bob Dylan. I was listening just to kind of like all my Triple J playlists. Nice. Yeah. What was your, what's your favourite? What did you vote for? I actually didn't vote this year. Yeah, neither did no. I. But, no. but um, now the tunes got me through. Yeah, I like the tunes. Definitely. Keeps me occupied. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I didn't see any of you guys the whole run. Well, you, your mind, I find like it parts matters. of it, your mind's just like, oh, is it going to get windier or am yeah. I going to make it? There's so much head noise for a I bit. had crazy so, head noise the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Like the middle part, it was it just slow, it slowly was getting better. Yeah, yeah. But I was just still averaging the same because I was just conservative, conserving energy. And then when we came down and then went again, the last bit, that's when I was like, it was like a race pretty much. Mm. We're going we racing. Far, we're going as fast <laughs> as we could. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always racing. <laughs> No, you know when I'm racing, man. You were, you were on my fucking tail for like 10Ks, mate. I was filming you. Yeah, oh. 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 I was like that. scoping my line Just, out. just, just so everyone knows. Zane, Zane got me today, but I think my average speed was high. But, yeah. uh, He's counting. What, you, what was your average? 23. 25. Mine was 23.6, yeah. You were but, faster. But you had weed for ages, I reckon. Yeah, I had weed for like so 15Ks. Is that, is it, Zane and I were like pretty much, like at the beginning from Bondi, like I was slowly, slowly, slowly like gaining you, I reckon, just. 
and then you came down and we sat there and we got up again yeah. and then all like the same speed pretty much and then all of a sudden I just started gapping you you gained like K and a half for me yeah and I just thought it was the current I had seaweed on my floor for like 15 kilometers yeah and it, it wasn't enough to like notice like like it wasn't that noticeable it was just like my average was slow, slower than it would have been yeah because I should have been doing like at least easy 220s and I was doing 230s yeah Sometimes. Like, oh, that's just the current. Alright. But like back on the current wasn't affecting me. Yeah, I know, so <laughs> you gotta yeah. Sometimes it's good to compare yourself to others if you if you're out there and you or especially this is more race stuff, but if all of a sudden you're dropping away from someone you're worth sticking with probably so probably weed. Yeah. Bloody yeah. And then I copped a massive bit of ribbon weed at the end. It was yeah. like it was like the uh West Coast downwinder. It, it was like um Five-year-old's bike handles. I hit a proper stick that went like, dong, but it wasn't like a, a, a log. I just missed a log. It didn't buckle me off, and mate, I was like, oh, it didn't sound good, you know, straight in the, on the mast. Mm. You guys didn't hit any of that. There was a lot of debris out there from yeah. the rain. I yeah. ran over a shark. The tail literally flicked up. Do you know what shark? It would have been little hammerhead. Little hammerhead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I, puppy dog. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're, they're alright. It's the bigger ones. Did it turn back around and like come see you after or just pissed off? No, no. Did I you fall off? No, I didn't come off. It was yeah. good. But like when we went through the heads of Botany Bay and all that brown water was pushing yeah, out, I was like, I don't want to fall here. Yeah, I, was yeah, I don't want to fall. Yeah. Like that's where the bull shark's going to be hanging. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, did you see the video? At LARPA, literally yesterday, they caught a 2.53 meter bull shark. washed up on yeah. the beach. Um, yeah, but that's because they pulled it yeah, up on a boat. Yeah. yeah. And it was half heaps dead. In there. There's heaps, eh? Heaps I in think, there. I think that was on Sunday, and then it got washed up two days later on Tuesday. They love so, this time of the year because water's warm. So yeah. warm at the moment. Yeah, they love like, it. Pretty much any estuary, they love it. You know, like, get water. There's, there's one that washed up uh, last year. But we, we're definitely in territory where the big ones are. Like, we were so far out to sea. I mean... Cody, I reckon you were like 15 k's here. At, le- at least 10, I reckon. At yeah. least 10. Easy 10. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I off like the um, dead zone, started getting severe cramps. So my tactic was come down, eat all the treats that I had in my pocket, and just kind you, of wait. What, what were your treats? I had like um, like those protein bars, and then I found some old like glucose gels. Old glue, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just in there. Yeah, like yeah, I, think, I think they were in there from like the Longy run that I did. $20 night. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I kind of like persevered to kind of just like I would get up and then I'd paddle up and then I'd get going and both quads would just cramp straight away. I don't know, like I'd, and I'd just like yeah. push through it and then like be holding my like quads as I'm fucking foiling and trying to pump as little as trying to pump as little as possible and then eventually someone would get me and I would come down and then I'd wait again and then it got to the point where I was like I was so far off land like I think we looked at the phones before it looked like I was like easily 10k's off land and I was like I'm in trouble here like I was by myself I was like what do I do so I started like paddling on my chest towards land and then realised that was getting absolutely nowhere. Mm. And then I, I think I got up again. And was got, this by the, like, the container ship? Yeah, pretty close to the container ship. Yeah. So I started cutting hard right into land 
and I think I looked on my watch, I, I cut in for two kilometers and it looked like I was exactly where I started before. Like it looked like I gained nothing. And then that's when I started mentally stressing a bit because I was like, fuck, it's like six o'clock right now. There's probably two hours left to light. Even if I paddled in from here, I wouldn't get in before dark. And then I got really lucky. I just waited. And while I was waiting, like, you guys seen all those, like, bait balls that mm. kept coming through? Yeah. So many. It's so gnarly. Um, a lot of fish. A lot of fish out there. Yeah. That's and when then, I um, got spooked. I was a bit like, oh, like, there could be some big ones here. Like, the bait balls are there. sharks following those things, 100%. Well, of course. Yeah. If not marlin or whatever. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. I feel like when we come across them, though, the, the fish dive and it would... I don't know, it would feed the off sharks. a shark. Yeah. It'd throw yeah. off a shark and be like, well, they'd be like, what, what made that? Yeah, you true, know? true, so, true. That's how I look at it. But the other but way I to think about it. sitting yeah, there with yeah. my legs hanging oh, off yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't foiling through it. Yeah. You've got to be on foil. you got to be on foil. Foils are safe. And then I even, yeah. like, after <laughs> I, did a, I did a local downwind um, where I had, like, a little hammerhead come up to check me out while I was sitting in the water. And I reckon it was because I had my tunes on, like mm, a bit of vibration through the water. So I started when I was coming down then to turn the music off because I was like, I don't want sharks to get Any curious. Yeah. yeah, I just don't want them to get curious. But um, I got really lucky. Like, I kept going through that repeat where I would come down, kind of massage my quads to try and, I don't know, alleviate the cramping. And then I just got up one time and then, like, I just went right and started making my way to land and the legs weren't hurting as much anymore and then all of a sudden my fucking arms started cramping out of nowhere (laughs) and then um and then i got like maybe a k or two off the coast and i started mentally settling i was like okay i'm good probably probably like even that heart rate settling yeah the worst thing you can do is panic when you're in situations but it's yeah it's you know you get like you said head noise and that's that's kind of why <laughs> I was out front when we passed those container ships, and I'm like, we're a long way out. And then it was all those bait balls. And I'm like, mm. I'm gonna start heading in, and hopefully someone else sees. Yeah. So we all head in a bit, because when you're t- you know ten, five, doesn't really matter. If you're a long, if you're more than a k or two offshore, when shit goes wrong, like it goes really wrong. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was saying no, you like, help, yeah. yeah, like I was saying to Josh like on the phone when when we came in. Like, we've all sort of seen that, like, the Iron, the, the famous, like, Iron Man triathlon finish. People, like, crawling across the finish line. And I'm like, Josh, you can't put yourself in that situation, when, like, when you're downwind foiling, because yeah. it's freaking water. Like, you can't be, your body can't shut down. Yeah. So, it's, it's tricky. Like, yeah, it's, I guess I definitely learned something then that, like, yeah, exactly that. You don't want to push yourself to that extreme. But then also to, you need to just rest. Mm. Even if, like, time's against you. It's kind of worse to push through it because the cramps won't go away unless you kind of rest maybe for 10 minutes. Mm. That's what I kind of learned just then. Mm. Yeah. But um, I've seen that like in Molokai to Oahu races, people have like, because it's a race situation, they're like their body just like, because there's an escort boat that they, they push themselves harder and they get the cramps and a lot of people pull out. But I think, the, you know, those that, um, <laughs> usually the Aussies who've spent a lot of money to get over there, they'll just, they'll just wait. And see how long they can go. Like get the salt in them, get the water into them, and and usually they they come good. Mm. You know, if you, if you if you can, but you just got to stay on top of it. Like Joshua was your first sort of longer one, you know, with thirty k's. And if you if you're thirsty, it's too late. Mm. <laughs> you, if you're hungry, it's too late. You yeah. got to like I was pretty much thinking every half an hour from from when we when we met off Bondi, so I was already like an hour in or forty five in. I'm like every half an hour I need to have like a good guzzle of water with like carbs and electrolytes or I've got to eat something. 
Yeah. So like you're being, it's proactive, I guess. You're not waiting for the body to tell you, I need this. Yeah. As soon as the body tells you, it's too late. Yeah. But there's also the the, the point where um, like your muscles are tired and you're cramping. Mm. But there was also the fact that people probably don't realize when you're doing these long distance ones, is that you're twisting your upper body to be facing forwards and your neck. And my neck was sore at the end, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can stay in this position much longer because, um, like, the neck wasn't cramping, but it was just really uncomfortable. Imagine sitting sideways on you, your computer desk for, for five hours, like, completely sideways yeah. to mm-hmm. at 90 degrees. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like we can get away, like, say, ocean up downwinding you like there's no downtime but a foil you can glide for a minute you know you recover mm. like do this small recovery so like there was sections where I was pumping for like felt like 10 minutes there's not much gliding and then I'd get a good section and I'd glide for a minute and you'd recover to, a lot in that minute yeah you'd recover yeah. heaps so that like you just milk it and then towards the end I was like really tired but the bumps were really good so it was fine like you could just stand there. Yeah, and, um, that, that's something you don't get in any other sort of downwind nah. paddling sport. Because if you're, you, you, every stroke propels you forward, and like even if you get on a good bump, it might go for ten, maybe twenty seconds on a really good one on a stand up. Anyway, yeah. on an outrigger or surf ski, I know they get sort of maybe a minute, but like on a foil, you literally you can glide for you know two, three, four minutes yeah. in good conditions. Mm. More, more. Yeah. Really. Well, yeah. if you so if you connecting the bumps you're only pumping but it's not strenuous at all yeah. it's like just it's a real tap and then you're on you it's like a kid getting an ice cream when you get those runs because you just you just re-energizing yeah, yourself Full oxygen's the carrot, coming huh? back up yeah. yeah your heart rate's dropping and then you go back into that lull where you're just pumping you're yeah. like oh give me another one yeah <laughs> i guess the more you do it the faster you, over time the faster you recover like on, on the yeah. Like, you know, when we all started pumping around for yeah, two ways, sure. it's gnarly. Like, I remember the, my legs was like, you know, you get that pump effect of the lactic acid, but now the lactic acid. I remember when I started, I called them foil squats. Like, you just gotta, your legs have gotta, you know, develop this, like, new muscle memory almost. Yeah. Mm. And, like, you had this, like, burn from foil squats. <laughs> yeah. But they were just, they were just, they were just pumping. But I'm really confused because. So my, what you were talking about just then, my most efficient, like, easy gliding was going left in this nor'easter. And Zane, you mentioned before, you were going right was your most efficient. Like, I don't know why. I found, I find when you go right or back into the land, when you're downwinding, the bumps are steeper because you're going that angle against it. So I was just going towards the steepness. I wasn't going like straight right where the wind was like to your chest, it was more to like your shoulder. So I was like literally foiling into the sun and like ruining my eyes. But, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it was. You can wear glasses for that. I think we talked about that. <laughs> Pretty sure I threw mine out. I was a freaking wonder. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it's a harder angle I find going into shore though. So it's like it's definitely high reward, but it's almost not high risk, but it's. It's like there's more chance. I... You can run up the back of something. Yeah. I totally yeah, agree sure. with that, eh? Like yeah. what you yeah. said, if you connect it with an actual good swell, you can have a really long glide. Yeah. But if you don't connect it well, you're going cross into the wind yeah. and you're going to lose speed like that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, well, you are going almost upwind. Yeah, you're going yeah. cross into the wind. I was yeah. gliding, 
obviously to the, the, the land, but as soon as I saw like a, a gateway open, I'd go straight, you yep. know? Yeah. And then either make the decision to go left or back, keep going right or straight, you know? So I just wasn't milking it, the bump to the end. I was just seeing what, like the opportunity open up and then yeah. just take that. But as you were saying, Jez, like the left, I mean, for sure, the left was the easy, safe option and you're going to get good glide out of that. But I think especially with Zane and I and smaller foils, going left was almost not enough power yeah, to, to yeah. sort of boost us, like to glide for a long extended period, extended period of time. So it was... But I want to go back to the head thing. Um, you were saying like the stance and um, Zane, you saw it, but the end of when I came in at La Perouse coming from Bawley Point, I was like so square like my yeah. my toes were both facing forward literally like my my feet were on each rail and i felt like i was skiing but like <laughs> pretty much were. My, my legs weren't working how like in a surf stance anymore so i just had to figure out a way that my feet would work and my legs would work and i just the longer i went the more Squared square up i went <laughs> it yeah, was crazy forward facing your hips were yeah but that's not something that you've done permanently, though, is it? I mean, that was specifically for that race. That was—I like, didn't plan it either. It just yeah. happened. Like I had no—I couldn't do a surf. I can kind of relate. Like the longer you go on for, like today, the more my feet were starting yeah. to get split stance. They weren't like a surf stance. They kind of—they weren't like obviously exaggerated as like yours are like straight, but oh. mine were like go to go two hundred, mate. They'll, 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 <laughs> they'll square up. Just go switch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Switch is only a good thing. Is this something that we should be doing from the start? Like, does that mean that it's more efficient? Like, I mean, you obviously lose control while surfing. Why are we not doing this from the start? And why would we be doing it at the end when we're tired? I think because you're making up, like, you're trying to um, count, like, counterbalance the muscles that are getting sore. So mm. you're trying to get in a more comfortable position. I was also, like, majorly overfoiled at that point because the wind had come up. So I think it lends itself... Yeah, like more to that like if, yeah. if you got and I was trying feet, to keep it down and your feet would have been like tingly because like you oh. so much pressure on them but like today like my feet were sweet they yeah. weren't I didn't get what? any type of tingle in them because it was um just before just before um, we stopped the last time Zane my feet were getting a little yeah a little bit of tingle going on like dead like I couldn't feel my back foot especially yeah yeah I, I kind of wiggle my toes every so often when I, when I like Think about it. Yeah. You know, just kind of. Um, the blood flow. Kind of like re. You just scan your body. I do that every, I don't know, 10 minutes. It's good like, call. You, know, you just scan your body and just think, like, see what's sore and then you can adjust. Yeah. It's a really good tip. But um, definitely took a while to, like, you know, tune into it because, like, you know, over time, you know, it's, you just forget. Yeah. So I it's found... good just to, like, re center and then. Why my yeah. feet was super offset today because I knew we were going for the long. Whereas like if we're doing like a shorter run and the conditions are good and I want to rip turns the whole way, I'll be in a surf stance. Mm. Yeah. It's for just sure. it just depends what you want it to do. Like I I I don't think I did many I only did like a few turns right at the end because I felt like it was pretty lined up for me at the end. Yeah. But like the whole way, I was pretty much just making decisions going left and right. Wasn't yeah. doing cutties. Just trying to be as efficient as you can. Yeah. But did your foot go numb? Like mine's yeah, completely my... numb. Nah, yeah. it didn't go numb, but it got tingly. Yeah, okay. it got tingly for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that's when you know you're going a longer distance. And I definitely found um, the more I got into the run, instead of pumping, I was just doing paddle pumps. 
that, okay. that, yeah. that helped spreading the load that yeah. helped me heaps yeah when I started doing that because my both quads were cramping and I was instead of doing a pump I'd just do a lunge forward and that's, flick yeah that's the plus of having and that's that that was huge that yeah. that helped me yeah there's yeah. some good videos of Jeffrey and Finn Spencer doing that um, I think in flat water stuff and instead of pumping the board they just paddle and they're just standing there and they yeah. just paddle and paddle and they get extra speed doing that rather than... It's pretty like, insane how much speed you get out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's a, the javelin effect where like you're using the paddle to plant down and then unweight yourself. Yep. So Ooh. you're using your arm... That's probably why my arms started cramping. Because <laughs> yeah, like sure. you're, you're using it to unweight yourself so the board can reset and come back up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you, like you, or you're hinging as well. So that power... Like, I, I'll paddle pump when I want to go up and over a bump, and I'll plant my paddle at the top of that bump and then pull myself through it, you know? Yeah. It helps a lot. I think if you're doing that more as well, you, you should think about using maybe a slightly longer paddle. Yeah. Fully. Because, like, I, I was using, today I was using a pretty short paddle, and I only really did the paddle pump when I was, um, like, low, like, about to come off for basically, it was like a saving. Yeah. It was like right. almost another paddle up, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like to save, just to save myself. Um, and what size paddle were you using? What like what square inches is everyone on? Oh, mine's a Sonova one. I don't know what the size is. It's like probably eighty-five, maybe ninety at the most. Prototype? Nah, it's just a. They don't have the numbers. It's just a. Yeah. It looks like an eighty-nine or ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. mine's mine's eighty-nine. Yeah, one ninety-two. Yeah. And how high are you cutting them? Like, are they, you putting them at your forehead? You putting them at your nose? I'm going like fifty mil above my height. Yeah. So I, I've played around with it when I, I had a short one like nose to eyebrow and the drive is like way way less drive when you're paddling yeah, you, if you're not getting low enough yeah you, you lose all the power yeah for sure like with a small paddle my range of like with that no, with a longer paddle my range of paddling I could look like a meter and a half further and get to that position get to that spot but with a short paddle you can't get to that yeah um so say if there's a bump, say the bump's gone past you and then you, your nose is up and you start paddling and then it starts running away from you. With a longer paddle you can kind of run it down, but with a shorter paddle it's harder because it's you're not getting as much drive. It's a balance of cadence and power I feel, you know, like with a shorter paddle I feel I can get a higher cadence, it's going to get me up and going earlier, but if it's too short I've got to hinge more and Basically, if I don't hinge and have good paddle technique, I lose my power. Yeah. So that's what's happening to you, Zane, with the shorter paddle. You weren't getting low enough, yeah. especially when your boards start to lift off. You, you were only getting maybe half your blade in rather than the full blade. Yeah. So with a longer paddle, when you had that moment where you're getting up, you could still get your paddle fully in. And when, you, when you're getting up and you get a full paddle stroke, there's no drag on the board, so you get the, that's when you sort of, you know, that's your chip in. So yeah, I'm using a bigger paddle as well. I'm using like 105, so... Yeah. And that's a quick like. blade with the big angle too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like it a lot. I like having as much drive as I can get on mm. power. Yeah. Because you're doing less strokes, but the strokes are like, you know, okay, left it. more out of it. Well, um, navigation. I had a... No, go again. Left again. Um, I had a good go in West Oz. I borrowed a, a mate's paddle. And it was like so, so like it was so, so tall. Like it was probably two fists above my head. Wow. But 
like my mate goes just try it like see how the length helps and he was right like it's really hard to get that first no yeah, straight now it's really hard to get the first two paddles in but where you've seen the advantage is when you're doing that wheelie thing you can do that javelin effect where mm. you kind of un- unload your weight and then they're the paddles that make the difference between getting up yeah because you can full muscle up yeah because yeah. you've got the length because you can you don't have to bend and that's, down that's as where much. A lot, that's where a lot of people come unstuck is when they as soon as they start to lift your stroke actually has to change with a shorter paddle yeah because with a longer paddle you don't have to change it as much yeah, yeah. Or I feel people, as soon as they get the lift and their nose goes in the they air, stop they stop paddling. Yeah, yeah that's... That's the... That's, yes. like, And yeah. they're the crucial moments where you need to keep paddling. Because when you have yeah. half your board out of the water, that's when you can actually generate more speed with your paddle. Mm. That's that's the that's the advantage of it. That's yeah. when you laugh at me, Koo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Paddle And his board's literally on the 45 in the air and he just stops paddling. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm yeah. drawing my best! <laughs> They yeah. get up and they try to pump away from that like half of a chip in. The, uh, the yeah. foil instinct comes in. Yes, yeah, the prone foil instinct. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where you just want to pump or, or, out. Or the yeah. wing, or the wing foil instinct, you know, because yeah. you. Those, yeah, those three to five paddles after you're just taken off are the most important. Yeah. That's how you get the most drive and the most speed. And yeah. then you're up and you're both level and then you can pump. Which is all well and good until you snap your paddle by, run, <laughs> by running it over. I, uh, <laughs> I I did that in Fiji. It was but devastating. Hit it yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. We actually we. Well, you got to pay to play. Straight. Right. Yeah. Right. We um. We had a little chat when we were off um Cronulla, and I said because I, I I'm using a really old paddle, just like an old favourite, um but it uh, it's gonna break one day, and I was like okay boys, um if one of us break a paddle, have we got a backup plan? And I and I said um. If someone does, then whoever's going to get up, paddle up and then throw the paddle in the water. Because once you're up on four, you don't need to paddle as mm. much, obviously. So if you can kind of pass the baton, that is the paddle. Baton. Yeah, then you can um, maybe yeah, just, uh, get, were, it away, get it away. We're all like kilometres away yeah, from each other. Like. <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. Nah. <laughs> you got to so, get real stitched up doing that, hey? Especially so the bumps at the end, you could prone paddle up. That were big enough to prone paddle. And, yeah, for sure. for sure. And I'll back up like this this hand paddle company um, that Jordan started. Like it, it's a good backup for us because you can go in your back pocket fully. I know it, it bounces around and it's it's get, extra weight, but it's a security blanket. Yeah. Even if you put them in the in the back of the yeah, like bio, the camelback vest, yeah. you just chuck them in there, and then obviously when your paddle snaps, like. You gotta ditch it, and then you just get those out. Like you you're know? not gonna use it on a short run, your normal run, because you just paddle in and go whatever. That I just wasted an hour and a half of driving. But when the consequences are, are serious and you're in the dead zone, <laughs> um, yeah, like backups are good. Um, sure. But no, none of us did it, so maybe we need to learn a bit more. I don't know. Constantly learning. We're, 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 dead, was maybe, anyone was anyone a bit frightened of the dead zone? Like, when yeah, I, was I was going into it, I was like, oh. Is, <laughs> Especially when someone yeah. goes like, all I'm right, we committed. And yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. there's no way I'm paddling into Cronulla yeah. now. I'm 100% committed. No, like, fully committed. <laughs> and then mid, mid-run, I'm like, oh, we're in the dead zone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going past, 
gone past one of the beaches, I'm like, well, that wasn't that's not even an option. Like that's that's the dead zone. You yeah. can't you can't go in there. I yeah. felt like where we stopped was already in the dead zone. Yeah, we were pretty deep. <laughs> Mate, we, we were like four or five k's off Granada. Like yeah. it wasn't. That's why I went, like when you stopped, you go, should we continue? And I was like, hundred percent. We're like already in it. We weren't really at the fork. <laughs> were we? We're already we were already committed. Yeah. It was a good it was a good run. I think heat stuff was like. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Zane's air. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so <laughs> Zane's been doing these for a while, but he's finally um, gotten someone to film it. And a few people commented, but I'm gonna... who filmed it? Oh, um, uh, nah, Jace the Jaw. Oh, Jace yeah. the Jaw. Jace the Jaw. Sports Australia. Well, yeah, we got him. We got him to walk down a Butterbox, which is like a 15 minute walk, which is he would I'm surprised. That. Yeah, that, that's almost more impressive than Zane's yeah, air. Yeah, it is. Because, a legend. Because. He's supportive. He's, yeah, he's, he's a good. He's a good man. Yeah. We like Jace. We're going to get him down with him one day, yeah. but um, not anytime soon. <laughs> he loves the wing ding. He loves the ding. There. I seen on your comments you were riding a mid aspect or something. Yeah, I was riding a um, surf 100. So it's just a. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a mid aspect. It's more. I guess it is mid yeah. to low aspect. Like the ratio is six point. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an older foil. Like it's. Yeah. And was that the plan, going out there on that? So, I mean, I've just been playing around with the surf wings again. So, right, I've been riding the 150, which is, you can pump it. I can pump it for, I don't know, three ways, mm. which is enough. And then the 100, probably, like, I'd be only able to pump it back out three ways. So, within, you know, if it was further than three waves, it'd just be, it's just, you'd come down. You're paddling back out. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's more of a surf wing. And but this- it turns, like, unbelievably good. Because I've been on the 90, a longer wingspan, and it's so nice to just carve on. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I've been trying that air, that, that air like that for a while. You've landed. I've seen you land at least one. I've landed a few, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is I well at Marimbula I started trying them. Well, I was just uh, how what how it clicked is I was surfing up, foiling a left, and then the right was coming back, and just like it was a section, I was like, oh, I'll try. And then it just started to eventuate. Do you do airs on a shortboard? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do airs. Is it the same like motion? Sick airs? No, I'll do, I'll do like air reverses. Air reverses. Not, not straight airs. What? But, um, yeah. I can't believe you still surf. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, so you can do air reverses, but you can't do straight air. No, I find air reverses are easier because you're, you're rotating that way. So you're like projecting out from the lip. Wow. But I haven't seen that. I haven't done an air reverse in like over a year. Yeah. Since you, you know. Oh, I was going to say, since you started flying. But um, can I ask you, like, because like, I've seen you rip on the 90. Why did you specifically try and do the air on the 100 and not the 90? Well, well, no, I try them on the... I've landed them on the 90, but... That day, I was just like, I'm going to ride the, the Surf 100 because the waves were bigger. Okay, so it wasn't like because you were on that no, floor that no. you did it. it was well, just it definitely happened. seems like it clears when it goes engages back in the water. It doesn't want to buck you off. It just you can handle The 100? Like, yeah, handles you, that better, huh? You can manhandle it. Like, you can stay over it. And a big thing of it, of doing these airs, is like, generally, like, I'll be airing off the back, so I won't be landing on in the wash. So I, it's like you, I, it's taken me a bit to figure out how to approach it and hit it, and then project yourself back onto yeah, the wave. Cause, cause, yeah, because yeah, did you find you like when you first started doing them, you're projecting off the back of the wave yeah. too far? Always landing on the back of the back of, on the back of the wave. Yeah. Um, and that was the situation because I used to ride heaps strap foiling when I was riding go foil for like months, 
and that was the same thing. And I just kind of was thinking about that. And I was like, yeah, you got to kind of go at a different angle towards the beach or wherever. Does it feel more like a chop hop, like a, like a wheelie air almost? Like when you like when, you, when you started, it, you can hit it pretty hard and it just like boosts you out. Yeah, so you see the steeper section. Yeah, and you pretty much like if you just on a wave or pumping back out, just ollie your board and you'll you'll, you'll feel that that sensation of it. Like that's yeah, how you start. That's it. Yeah, just right. ollie like pump okay. out, and when you're just done pumping, just do an ollie on your board. Yeah, and you'll literally you'll air out of the water. Yeah, like, and then that's like what it got it going. Yeah, I feel like that's um, when I like come really close to hurting myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of close calls of tacoing and yeah. but I find that's why I double grab, I grab the board. So if I am like off center, I'll just hold onto the board. So I don't the foil's like away. I find yeah, I find like if if I'm not gonna make it, I'll just hold the board and land. Well I don't throw the board away. Because yeah. like that's where I can just go pear shape. Yeah, that's where I guess from wearing straps and doing airs with straps to doing to trying without like it, keeping in your straps keeps you away from the foil yeah that's it so like doing your grab is the same thing yeah so you just hold hold on um, and are, are you using the board to soften your landing and then ride out of it or are you trying to ride out using the foil or you're like so planning the, to the touch board, down it's the board that like it's like on a surfboard the board you're landing on the board and the foil's not engaged because it's in the whitewash. And There's that's the no... beauty of using the 100, I guess, or the 90. Yeah. Like, probably yeah. safer using the smaller foil than... Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're landing on the board, and then as you're, like, you're on your board, and then a second later, that's when your foil re-engage. Yeah, you, you have to yeah. sort of wrangle that thing back. You landed sort of pretty high in the turbulent water. Yeah, yeah I was I was a surprise I actually came out. I was like, oh, I'm like, I thought I landed too far back and then it just pushed me through kind of doubled up huh like it, it did was, yeah. yeah but Butterbox is a perfect way for that because it has that section does wide. at the end yeah perfect um, How, actually that whole wave doubled up I it watched did. it a couple times yeah. I was like oh how's that thing but yeah that was um, super impressive got me um, got me all excited about yeah. So if land one of those in the buddy tag team and you'll <laughs> what tag uh, team? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? <It's a> <laughs> it's, uh, for everyone that everyone that wants to come, it's in um, September. <laughs> <laughs> and um, with these tricks, like, are you going out specifically to do something uh, specific, or no, it no, just it, happens? It's just it's just when the when the section arise, comes arises, you know, you just go for it. Because that, that's something I find Same. with a lot of sports and like foiling including the most critical wildest things you're ever going to do they're never planned no they're not planned yeah they just happen like the session comes you're like oh I can do this and then it's like bang and it happens and then people are like what happened like I don't know it just it happened came naturally yeah I feel like when you force something it just doesn't look good so when you just let it you know happen you know like I don't know have any of you boys landed a, like a carving 360 on the foil? I did one downwind the other week. It, but that's on different bumps, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's still cool. But like, oh, you've seen not... like the Dave Kalama thing where he does like oh, one. Oh, no. I've tried. tried. They're hard. Because you always come too powered into it. Yeah, like, I feel like. You lose your speed. One of like Alex again and Dave, like they've been, they've been freaking. And Clint, like, maybe it's sort of go for thing. They but did like. Three years ago. Ages ago. And they just like. I've seen Alex do it a bunch of times and, and Dave does it on his Barracuda. Um, I don't know I've tried a couple times but kind of like like you guys were saying just now like if, if you plan it it like is forced 
but I don't. I just don't know when. When's a good time to like? I'm not going to be going along down the line. All the thing I'm going to do a carving 360. It's like. No, no, go straight. I feel like our waves in, in Sydney are way steeper for foiling. They're not like rolly, unless you're at brown water. But it's such, you know, like they're noticeably steeper. And they've got um, power too. Right. Like, no, yeah. straight. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, Josh, when you got those progression project wings, mm. like they, I mean, what he does over in Florida is ridiculous, right? It's amazing. Yeah, but he's doing the crazy Automatically, was it the 170? Yeah, I can't even slightly do it like a whitewash hit yeah. on that. Because you need like yeah. a 140 because the, the wave even energy the is so much Even the 140 feels like too lit. I, I, I feel like when I go up to um, Lennox and I do the, the foil camps with Aaron, um, the, the foil waves we hit, the, the swap the Bennett's surfs heaps, or foils, foils heaps, water goes soft wave. It's very Lennox, soft. Lennox, Bodie, super soft. That little yeah. water goes river the mouth. Spot. And that's <laughs> why they can hit it's the crumbly. foam like it's that like too. Really, it's not steep. It's crumbly, so you can just hit Sunny it Coast too. Sunny Coast is like the softest waves. It's so good for foiling. Yeah. But like, remember the other day we were at Butter Butterbox? Like, trying to do white water mm. hits? I'm like, dude, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it here. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Too much energy. Too much. Yeah. It's just like the... It's funny, it's Too like, dumpy. With the, with the towing, like I froth towing the tiny gutless waves. Like I kind of lost the froth to tow big waves. Because the foils, right? Well, yeah, here's the time. Big waves, gone. I don't really froth doing the snowboard calves anymore. Easy. I want to get like in the pocket yep. and do like kind it's of. Pretty the good at what he goes, the snowboarding calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was praying for like it to get smaller. Right. Because I wanted yeah, okay. it to get it like. Oh, yeah, you had it. Yeah. It was so fucking big when yeah, I was there. Big. Like, it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong, like, long rides, but. I fully agree. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that's the little stuff. Little I think it's the foils problem, though. Like, I think foils are too. Um, the way I think about it is it, a big foil in tiny waves is super fun because the difference between pumping and surfing isn't much different mm. in energy whereas when we surf big waves you kind of just have to f- give up on pumping because on the wave you, say you're going 30 k's now then off the wave you're getting no push from anything and so you've got to generate your own speed so small waves at the moment for foiling is super fun because we are um, able to push it not get overpowered but then also we can pump pump out and get multiple waves whereas bigger waves because the way foils are at the moment we're like maxed out on the wave and then you pull off and you're not even linking mm. it's hard to do a critical turn on a big wave hey like yeah. really hard well you'd know yeah well you just can't get Seriously. in that pocket yeah. you can but then you're just gonna get you've got to be you've got to be so deep yeah. yeah and you're moving so quick yeah you gotta really like Hard. I was chatting to Oscar yeah. about actually towing and like I don't know what you guys think but I feel like for towing big waves foils need to go faster yeah but Oscar reckons for the waves he's towing he like the mid aspects are perfect because he's more on the wave I guess whereas when you go faster you go more out wide exactly it's like hard to be in the pocket because you miss the section altogether depends the type of waves you tow and I like agree, the waves yeah. they're going for a bit different like but definitely the big bombies with high energy that we're going mate you want to go as fast as you, you can you want to go faster than the wave huh yeah because yeah. otherwise the white water gets you and then yeah. guess what boom yeah happened to me the other day yeah back bombie <laughs> i was oh. winging back bombie and i was like six eight foot Nine. Right on the low tide. Dude, I got <laughs> flogged. Like, <laughs> was that when you busted your wing? Shredded, shredded my wing in half, <laughs> and then and then like 
cop that, drag me underwater for like 50 meters, and then the next wave, I unbuckled and just let my wing go, and it went halfway down to DY. Wow. I had to chase it down. I got proper lit up. Like. Meanwhile, I'm coming around the corner thinking, where's Zane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've had a bad run on those D-Labs, hey? Yeah, the, the, the 2022s, it's all good. It's pushing hard. Yeah. They're, uh, they're super cheap, I'm told, or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've lost this a four, I lost a four meter and a five. I got the five back, and then this is my third repair on the five, and my and my six is getting repaired as well. Well, let's 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 wrap up, wrap it up there. D-Labs. Zane's going through them. <laughs> oh, We've God. just arrived back to uh, Perth, so we're going to see if he's home, but nah, he's, he's having fun. Is at the pub? He's at the pub. He's at the pub. Well, cheers, boys, That was a good chat. Day. Yeah, that was a good yeah, day. Debrief. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, just the audio this time. Don't get to see Josh Koo's beautiful face. <laughs> I'm going to make a... Oh! It's all right. I got a... Um, toe ball. Big toe Got to make a, um, <laughs> a, a, a YouTube thing of that session. I'll have to put this audio to it. Maybe. Yeah, we can do that. Well, uh, you got plenty of that. Uh, Josh was oh, telling yeah. many stories. Well, everyone's got there, some, YouTube, like, some, some clips. We'll put it all yeah, together. Yeah, that's what I mean. We'll put it all together and make like a half an hour edit. Yeah, You'll watch like a broken Josh Koo. Contemplating life. I want to see you sweat. I was, I I was fully gutted. <laughs> I, I, I want to watch it myself yeah. and see how frazzled I am. I want to see you spit the dummy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't spit the dummy. I was literally just like, I'm fucked here. Like, just, I'm so fucked. At least you were in the dead zone. Just, yeah. Just past the dead zone. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Like, he was still there, buddy. He was that far <laughs> out of the sea. Yeah. It's still a dead zone to me. All right, yeah. thanks for tuning in, guys.